This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Berg. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. Welcome to Victory Life Today. I'm Al Berg. And I'm Angie Berg. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're going to be talking about how we could give God access. And I know that many Christians think, so, oh, I give him access every day. But the truth is we don't. And there are certain ways, Al, that we can give God access into our life, into our situations. And the first thing that comes to all of us is prayer. And you know, well, of course. Yeah, but God has been showing me many ways that we can give him access into any situation that we have. But you have to know this. He's not going to force himself on you. Oh, my God. He's he's over the top with that. He is. He He is. God will never, never mess with your free will. It's almost, I've had times when I said, Lord, would you please get involved with my free will? Nope. He won't do it because if he did, he'd be no better than the devil because the devil will interfere with your free will. He will try to, you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. He will take you over. God will never do that. That's right. And what about I stand at the door and knock? Yeah. He's talking to Christians. I stand at the door and knock. Right. That's exactly where I'm going. You have to be invited. And and, he has to be invited. Right. And, you know, he wants to be invited. You know, let me ask you something. If you knew somebody was giving a party in your neighborhood, how can you actually attend unless you got an invitation? It would be rude. And, you know, God is not rude, and he won't force his way in on you. We won't bust a party open. He won't crash a party. If you don't invite him, he's not coming in. Now he's there, and he wants to come in. And I have to say, he will lead, guide, and the Holy Spirit would teach and try to get you to the place where you say, you know, I, I like it because some people, out there, they try, okay, something happens to them. They try all different ways to, to figure this out. And when it doesn't work, then they turn to God and we, give him access. The, don't we do that? We think we're right. going to fi- we're going to figure it out on our own without God. Either because we don't we're afraid of what God might say. Right. 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 Because we may not like what he wants to do with yeah. it or we just don't we just don't want to be bothered. We just plow ahead. But yes, you know, yes. God wants to get involved in every he wants to get involved in every area of, of our lives. So we we need to learn how to include him. But he wants to get involved to make life better for you, not worse. Of course. And of course, we've said this before. uh, He's always looking to teach us and to show us things. Um, You know, you know, God, we are part of the family of God. God wanted a family. If you had a hundred million dollars in the bank, and you had no children or, or your children hate you, what good is it? Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's good, but it isn't the end of the, it. It's not the same. Yeah. So anyway, so um, years ago, we were looking to replace the stove, you know, and we had, we, we had to get another one for whatever reason. And we finally went out to look for one. And in the store, we realized neither of us was asking God anything. We just decided we needed a stove. Now, we did need a stove, so that part's not bad, but we just... You know, Al, you're so right, because when you were talking to the salesman up front, I was walking around looking at stuff, and the Lord showed me, you know, he said, you never asked me. 
for anything. I mean, we, we did not need, need, need a stove. We just wanted to upgrade the stove. And he said, you didn't ask me about anything. You, I'm sure you can have a stove, but you didn't ask me where, what, how, you know? Sure. And so at the, in the back of that store, I repented. And I said, Lord, I'm so sorry that I didn't invite you into this process. And, and, and I remember we were having a hard time ordering anything because they said, well, you can't have it from, for a year. Oh, that's, yeah. You know? But, but it's so funny because what I did was I repented in the store and I turned back and I don't know what Al was feeling at the time, but I did tell him, I got him on the side and I said, neither of us praying about it. So I'm sure he said something right away because we gave him access to get into that situation. We took another route and we ordered another stove and we didn't have to wait long at all for this stove. So, you know, God gets joy out of being asked. And sometimes we leave it for the last minute, and I don't understand. I, I don't know. Have you ever heard any somebody say, uh, "I couldn't go anyway, but it just would have been nice if they asked me," you know? Mm. And it's like that's the way God feels. It's like you know what? He ha- actually has the answer for you. He actually has the thing that would make it better, and we don't come to him. He says, "If you would have just asked." You know, like Jesus said, you know, I wish, you know, he was hurting for Israel. They were rejecting him, you know, and if if you would have just let me gather you, you know, uh, under my wings or whatever, you know, like that. And so whenever we recognize God, whether it's through inviting him in, uh, through prayer, through worship, whatever, you are giving him access into you your know, life. You know, we, we're lazy and yeah. we just don't. Or we don't invite God because we're lazy or we're afraid he's going to say something like, buy that stove, not that one, and that's not the one I want. But what you have to understand, God wants to be involved. He wants to be asked in. But here's the thing. He wants the best stove for you. And uh, so it's only a stove. Who cares? Whether whether right. God's in it or not, I got a stove. This is the yeah. way we look at it. It's just a But stove. when I make plane reservations, every time I go, uh, Lord, what do you think about this plane? What do you think about that plane? <laughs> That's See, a little different, All right? of a sudden, the, thing, the situation changes. <laughs> right. We could go out to eat if the stove don't work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who cares? But, uh, you know, this plane is going is to have to run. And there was uh, an evangelist, that was, uh, I believe it was Jesse Duplantis, God told him, don't get on that airplane. It isn't going to work. And so he told the guy, I'm not getting on that airplane. And all the people were loading up, getting on the airplane. And the plane took off and went on fire. But the guy managed to bring it down and land the plane. And uh, God told him, don't get on that plane. So they got him another plane. And the people were loading on. They're going, is this one any good? Is this one good? Is this one going to be good? Yeah, we're going to make it. Let's go. But God told them. God wants to be invited in your air. You know, I, if I don't outwardly say it, I, I'm conscious of God's direction in when I make flights. And 99% of the time, I don't have problems. I just get where I want to go and the flight's there and all the flights are canceled all around me. And somehow I get on a plane and I get there. Now, it's not a perfect thing, but my point is when you include God in these things, because right now as we speak, flights are being canceled like crazy. They don't have the personnel, whatever the reason, I don't know. But my point is, God knows the plane that's going to get there. He wants you to invite him into the situation. It doesn't matter if it's a stove or an airline ticket. You know, even if you make the reservations, God can change them because we just heard Andrew Womack talk about he was going over to this yeah. country and and he, may, he goes every year or wherever he was going and he he 
just didn't have peace, like right before he was supposed to leave, like a week before. Mm-hmm. And he kept, he kept praying about it and trying to change God, trying to change yeah, God. Yeah. And all of a sudden he didn't have peace. And he called the guy and they got mad at him. They got sure. offended. They said, look, we set up everything here for you. We, you know, everything from airlines, soup to nuts, whatever it is, we got everything for you. He said, I'm sorry, I just don't have peace. That plane crashed. That plane crashed. And you know, it, because like you said, and that's what Andrew was doing. You live a life of being absorbed by God, and you trust him enough to show you, don't get on that plane. Right. There's something in you that will be unsettled. That's what you have to go by. You just can't assume just because you make those reservations, you're going. You know? No, you know, God will lead you. Uh, you know, there was this, a friend of mine, he, he said, this was years and years ago. He felt God told him, get on a plane, go to Russia. So he goes to Russia, and he's just didn't know why he was there. And he's ministering here, wherever he gets a chance. Maybe he prays for somebody on the street, you know. And so I don't know why he got me here, Lord. This is weird, you know. But he was led by the Spirit to go there. And sometimes when God leads you to do something, it doesn't necessarily make sense. All right? This is where you got to be sensitive to the Spirit. So anyway, he's in Russia. And there's this great big sign up there in English, and it says, American Evangelist is coming today. And he goes, oh, wow, I wonder who that is. <laughs> so he walks in there, and they're all going, yay, it's you. And he's like, it's me? And they're going, yeah. So then they, and they were expecting this guy to heal everybody. So he just started healing everybody. He says, I, I didn't know I have any idea to heal anybody. And th- oh, the point wow. being is you don't always know exactly. Sometimes it doesn't always make sense initially. Yeah. But God wants, okay, you got to grant God access to your life. And he Ooh, granted yeah. God access and God said, go to Russia. I got a friend of mine, he goes to Romania and he just says, God sent me there. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do there? I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, we got to grant God access to our lives. And there's two ways. One of the ways we can do this is obviously through prayer. We just start praying. To, yeah. Um, we pray God get involved in this situation or praying for somebody else. You know, I had a situation just recently uh, where my mechanic fixes the car. I asked him to come. He like lives next door. I said, come over and look at my problem. So he gets out and he's barely walking and moving and um <clears throat> he was looking older but he's had a hard life and he made bad decisions this man started out in the gospel but he problems with alcohol things like that so i had him come over to look at my car and he was telling me he had surgery on his neck or something i don't remember but he was kind of walking like this and he said i have no feeling in my hands oh. And as a mechanic, you have to feel things. You've got to feel what you're touching. Especially on our car. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And he was told it would be temporary, but he said, it's really not going away. And he said, that doesn't even bother me so much. He said, but I lost my wallet. Because he couldn't feel his wallet, probably. He he said, I couldn't feel it, so I probably put it in my pocket and couldn't feel it. It didn't go in. And he said, I was in Walmart. So he said, if that was where I lost it, it's gone, gone. See, we invited God in, or I invited God into this situation by prayer. I wanted but God But tell to, him how you prayed. Well, you I, didn't. So I, I said, well, can I pray for you? He goes, yeah, sure. So I'm praying for him that his neck would free up and that the surgery would be a success. 
and that his What is that? Is that outside? You just started telling that story, so hold that story. Okay. I don't have my phone. He's right here. I think you could just go to the thing. Just say 15 minutes, 20 minutes. What do we got left? And tell him he can't do it at 4.30, 4 o'clock today. Where is he? Right here. He's so Yeah. He's such a nice man. He said, I'm done. I, I, and Allison will finish up and we'll give you a couple minutes. Then we're going to be doing it again at four. He says, no problem. I'm done. He's such a nice man. Thank God. You know. That's good. He makes a lot of noise and a lot of fire. So the Emperor doesn't burn a fire today. You got to close everything up because he comes in the house. That's hilarious. He fires. He's not going to do a fire, is he? I forgot all about the fire. <laughs> I know. I know you want to go tell him. No, I'll send him a text later. Okay. He's cutting a piece of wood. Yeah, he said, well, I'm almost done. I said, he said, give me two minutes and I'm done. So I said, go ahead and do it. We'll take a break. Yeah. He would have stopped right then and then. He's a nice guy. He but is, but, you know, he'll start a fire at one and it'll go. To I'll send him a text later. I told him, don't yeah. cut wood at 3.30. He said, I'm almost, I'm done. I know, but when, I, yeah, okay. Now you're going to hear boom, boom with the hammer. <laughs> He's going to find something else to do. All right, so you could start that story all over again, right? I don't remember. Re Alf, here's the point of the story. You prayed for his back, but you forgot to pray for his wallet. Well, I was getting there, yes, and then Frank yes. decided to run the saw, <laughs> and that was the end of the wallet thing. So you got to start at that uh, beginning me, of that story. So how does that relate to God getting involved? We didn't because get you gave him access into Tom's life. He took care of the wallet too. Okay, exceedingly now abundantly above all we could ever. Because you gave him access. That's all he needs. All right, let me you know? figure this out. How I thought that this. was a cool story. I have it. It was type. a cool story. And if you followed it, but I don't know. Oh well, I, I didn't need to follow it. I knew the story. I was checking it as I went along. You know, there's a guy. This guy, he's a neighbor mechanic guy. I mean, him and her believe in God. Next story. He 
literally was the, what do they call him, MC on a Christian radio station here. For like six months, he was the guy. So in order to do that, you know he had to be serious for God to some degree to take that job. You probably paid him nothing or near nothing. And then he left and he, he was always a mechanic and he did. But he's had a hard life, mostly alcohol. But I'm thinking, what happened to him that he got, that he left that radio station and went, know. you know, we were talking about, the, on the last show when it gets hard and well, it must have got hard for him and he quit and said I, I, I'm out <clears throat> maybe he got mad at God they fired him or who knows what happened my point being is they never went to church they weren't interested and he wound up in jail and he's been an alcoholic and it's like this was not necessary he crashed up Al's pickup well, that wasn't his fault. I know. Oh, that's that's the that's guy. The guy yeah. That's the guy. All right. I think we're good, right? I don't hear him. He said, I'm almost done. I said, just go ahead and finish. He said, give me two minutes. So I haven't heard it again. So you were, how are you going to start it? Just say, I'm going to say, I how about this friend. There's two ways to grant God access. Well, no. Yeah. Or what is one of the ways no. we, where did we No, end? no, here. Here's what you do. I remember it clearly. Just start the story. Just say, I have a friend. I have a neighbor. That's how you start it. Yeah, and you start good. that story all over okay. again. Okay. <clears throat> okay. And be looking down at the computer. And then when you start looking through the camera. Okay. So okay. I'm out of this one. It's all on you. Okay. Whenever you're ready. Starting with 14 minutes. Okay. Ready? Yep. You looking down? Three, two. You know, I have this friend, you know, uh, who is a neighbor, really, but he's a friend. He's he's really my mechanic, and he's he's an awesome mechanic, by the way. He's he's fantastic, but he's had a hard life. Yeah, <laughs> made bad decisions and things like that. But I had called him to to fix my car, and. He, he lived nearby, so he came to my house to look at it, and he got out of the car, and he was walking with his head down, and he could barely move. I said, what happened to you? He said, I had surgery, I, I don't remember, on his neck or something. He said, I have no feeling in my hands. So we were talking about the problem and all of that, and then he said, yeah, not only that, I lost my wallet. And he said, because I have no feeling in my hands, I guess I went to put my wallet in my pocket and didn't feel it in it. it fell. Maybe at Walmart. So he said the surgery, they said he will get better. Hopefully he'll be better. Um, <clears throat> so good. But right now he still could barely move it. He was still recovering from surgery, so he couldn't even work. Yeah. So anyway... So I said, well, can I pray for you? See, we got to get God involved in your situation. Don't just get a surgery. Right. I mean, it's okay to get surgery, but get God involved in this surgery. Maybe you need a different surgeon. So <clears throat> anyway, I prayed for him. I laid hands on him, and I prayed for his surgery and his neck and his feeling that hands would come back in his, feel, in his uh, you know, senses. But I forgot to pray about his wallet. I just forgot. And uh, it was a Sunday, come to think of it. And he, he got 
we got done praying and he said, okay, well, thank you very much. And he left. And after he left, I said, oh, Lord, I forgot to pray about his wallet. And he didn't say anything to me like, uh, excuse me, wallet. <laughs> I would have done it. I would have said, don't forget my wallet. Anyway, um, but we gave God access in this situation. He had he lost his wallet and he, he wanted recovery from the surgery. What did we do? We gave God access. So today, right now, his... He's working again. He's fine. But here's what happened that was really cool. He left. One, five, ten minutes later, he calls me back. Now, this is like a Sunday night. And he said, you're not going to believe what happened. I said, yes, I will. (laughs) And he said, somebody knocked on my door. And I answered the door. And he said, here's your wallet. The guy found the wallet, whether it was in Walmart or where it was, I don't know. But he found the man's wallet and he didn't just call him and say, get it when you want. He brought it to him. Wow. Nothing missing. <clears throat> Not a penny missing. All the credit cards were there. He said one of the problems was I lost. I don't have my credit cards, yeah. my license. <clears throat> so anyway. Wow. So he, um, when we got God involved, God just showed up. And took we, care of. Everything. We gave him access, and it would have been better if I had remembered. But, you know, God knows I screwed it up a little bit. But he giving God access that. is the key. Right. And look at the scripture that, that, that runs by this. Ephesians 3.20. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. Wow. There you go. There you go. And the scripture says, you know, it also says in another version, exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. So if you forget something, God doesn't, right? So he will achieve infinitely more uh, than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all. For his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Wow. That to me fits so well into, so God's miraculous power in finding that wallet, what that did was that excited that man. That proved to that man that God was still on his side regardless of all the things he did and, and, and all the judgments he should have received. God's none of that. None of that's on God's mind. It energized him for God. And do you know what I heard after that? Mm-hmm. Him and his wife are going to church. Well, there you go. Him when and his he wife saw are going that to church. Miracle, like, yes. there's no way this yes. wallet showed up. Yes. I think I left it in Walmart. Yes. And even if it did show up, you know it isn't showing up with any money in it. No, that's right. Not today. Nope. But so, you, you know what I mean? That really, like, freaked him out. Wow, God. Awesome. You know what? God's not mad at me. He loves me. That's right. But, you know, I got a great example here, and I know that people go, oh, how is this going to be an example? But this is a way of giving God access. He doesn't need a giant door open. If you just give him a little access, that's all he needs to come in. And I don't watch regular television programs all that much unless they're very harmless, like Full House reruns, you know. I mean, I put myself over Little House on the Prairie, which sometimes isn't good, but anyway... 
But the one show I do watch, which I have enjoyed for years, is Blue Bloods. And that is on Friday night, 10 o'clock, I don't know, I guess CBS. They're going into their 12th or 13th year, which normally is not normal. Most shows maybe stop at 8 or 10. But they're going strong. And from what they say, they're going to keep going and keep going because they come up with new material, new material, good storylines, great actors. It's about... uh, a family of cops in Brooklyn, New York. And that's where I was born in Brooklyn. And my uncle was a cop there. So it, it's just an awesome show. Uh, uh, and, and I'll tell you why they're so There's a reason why they keep going and they keep going and they keep going. And they're not, they said they're going to go for many more seasons. They, every single week in their show, they recognize God. And what they do is they come around the table for dinner and they always have a dinner scene every single show. And they pray. And everyone takes a turn to pray every single show. And they give glory to God. They're recognized in there as people who go to church. And on Sunday, they come back for Sunday meal. That's what Blue Bloods is known for. And they pray. And you think that, oh, isn't that nice? You know, that's why they're successful. Believe it or not, they are giving God access. And a lot of them have private lives. uh, I don't know if all of them do, uh, honoring the Lord. But the show itself on a secular network gives God access to come in and bless them because they are acknowledging God and they love him and they want to do right by him. Now, there's another network that is coming out. You know who it is. I'm not going to name it. They're all of a sudden bringing in all the gay people, all the transgender people. They're, they're getting very, very, very liberal. There's another, it used to be, it's a family channel. They call themselves a family channel. And I liked them. And when they started putting in these things very blatantly, I stopped watching. So, and, and if I, and I will watch the old ones because they were good. But the new one's coming up. I don't watch. So, so okay, that's them. So there's another network that came out that says, uh, this is a family channel and we honor God. And I thought, wow, this is, this is weird. Honor God, you know, family channel. Do you know that a lot of the actors from the first network that I talked about are leaving there and going over to this family network? And I want to show you what... People are getting mad at the actors and actresses that are leaving this network and going to the family Christian-based network. And one of them, people came out against one of these actresses, and here's what she said. They call her bigoted for leaving a a very bad network now, you know, and, and going into this. Here's what she said. This comment couldn't be further from the truth. This new network is completely loving diverse and does so much behind the scenes for the kingdom of God that I get compelled as a Christian to support them wholeheartedly. I hope you're not believing the rumors you hear that have an agenda, but I can tell you personally, I know this channel is full of genuine love, rooted in truth, and will do so much for so many. Why did I bring this up? Watch what happens to the first network and watch what happens to the new network. It's going to change. It's going to be completely different. They're going to prosper because they're giving God access. 
and the other one is going to fail. And they have been popular for years and years. Yeah, they were big time. Years. You know, when television came out, I think it was RCA that really developed oh, it and brought that. it out. And television was originally designed, it was supposed to be tell your vision. Tell your vision about what God has for you. And the Christians said, we don't want to have anything to do with this. Soon as the Christians leave, there's a vacuum. And Satan showed up and took over the airwaves. And this is why we have today. It's gotten so bad. Same with politics. The church said, we don't want to. That's dirty. We don't want to be involved in that. And when the church left, the devil sent his people in. And that's why we have this country that's such a mess right now. But God will show up. This is his country. But the point being is we stand on the word of God regardless. I know. And when the television came out, we should have jumped on it. That was before my time. (laughs) So, Al, when you ask God for help, you know, you've now invited him in. You've given him access. But a lot of times we don't think he's working when he really is. And so I remember recently a person that I know, uh, she's been on drugs all her life, on, off, on, off, on, off, and in prison a couple of times. And then she was caught on the street recently with her baby just getting some drugs. Well, guess what? Narcotic cops were watching and arrested her again. And I thought, okay, this is really good for her. I didn't want her to be in jail. Okay, but it's good for her because now there was already a warrant out for her. She's going to be there a while. Okay, and maybe she will have some sort of a conversion in the jail cell, which happens a lot, right? So she gets out the next day. <laughs> she gets out the next day. And you might tell me, oh, you know, uh, uh, the prison systems are overfilled. And they are. And maybe they don't care anymore. And this is in New York, so we know what's going on in New York, especially now. But the thing is, I go to God and I say, Lord, what? I don't, I don't quite understand this. This would have been good for her. You know it. I know it. And I know you don't put people in jail, but, you know, they have natural consequences. Yet this girl, you know, he said to me, he said, Angie, look, you've been praying for this girl, right? I said, yes, I gave him access. He said, so don't worry if you're not seeing what I'm doing. He said, because I know, here's what God said, I know the end from the beginning. And you're going to get what you want in the end. Now, it's not that I want, I don't want the girl punished. I want her saved, born again, serving God, good for her. I want it all for her. And who am I to say? Maybe prison isn't the way that she would come to the Lord. I'm using my own thinking, right? I don't know. But anyway, he said, don't worry, because I know the end. And you know that song, even when you don't see it, I'm working. Even when I don't feel it, I'm working. You know, Uh, it's true. So you just have to trust God no matter what. It's his It's his choice as the way he's going to answer the prayer. So if you give God the access and you don't see anything, just hang on. He's working. And he said this to me, in the end, you're going to have what you, what you want. In the end, you're going to have that girl. That girl's going to be saved, born again, and she's going to be in heaven with you someday. And I know that to be true. And Al, you always say, look, focus on the end. Focus on the end of the story. You know, it's going to be a good ending. You know, so just hang in there. Give God access in every area of your life. 
every area of your life. You don't have to sit there all day, just as the time goes on through the day. Just, Lord, I invite you in. Lord, I invite you in. Help me here. Help me here. Help me here. We want to encourage you to go to VictoryLifeMinistries.org. If you'd like to make a donation, either one time or become a partner with us, we would certainly appreciate it because it costs money to do this. And not only that, you will get a hundredfold return in your life, in this life, not in heaven. You're not going to need it. But in this life, the word promises that you will receive a hundred times over what you give into this ministry or any other ministry that's good ground. So again, go to VictoryLifeMinistries.org and make your donation today. Thanks so much for joining us. Remember, victory is always yours through Jesus Christ. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. You can help us by rating the show or by simply sharing this episode with your friends. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at victorylifeministries.org.